I'm Carol Joy Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 40. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, this evening, I am meeting with two of my favorite people in the whole world, my assistant, Rachel, and her beloved husband, Jesse Winchester. They live in South Carolina. They've been married about five and a half years, and they've been blessed with three children, one about to be born at Thanksgiving, and then Benji, who's four, and Lucy is two. So welcome, Rachel and Jesse. Thank you. Thank you. So I asked you to, to talk to our listeners today about the idea of homeschooling for preschool, which kind of is an oxymoron a little bit, but a lot of families who are, pre, uh, who are homeschooling are getting some pressure from well-meaning friends and relatives asking, what? You're not sending your child to preschool? Or, well, what are you going to do all day? Or don't you need a break? Or now, Rachel, you're having a baby. Oh, my goodness. How are you going to do it all? And so I just thought I'd love to hear from you um, about what, what it looks like to very, in a very relaxed way to educate your children before their, quote, school age. Um, what, what, what are some tips or descriptions you could give our listeners? Yeah, I think um, I don't really conceptualize it as preschool, but the whole idea of pre before they start their school, their academic school. Um, so I think the question is like, okay, if we're not, you know, you teach about better late than early. And so as you learn about that from the Moors, then it and really buy into that then it's like okay well what does preschool look like if we're not teaching letter recognition or number recognition or we're not doing these activities just to learn colors or something we're just learning in a very organic way Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) Um, so i think it's been cool to watch our kids learn organically to see oh they just become curious they want to count and so they learn to count or we, they learn colors, or they learn patterns, or they learn things, but it's on their, their own timing and their own interest and stuff. Yeah. And so then we just kind of encourage that of, okay, how do we count from one to 10? And we practice, and then they learn to count to 10. And then, okay, what's next? And then, but it's in a, they want to know, they start counting past 10 of like, okay, 11, 13, 16, 14, <laughs> you know, and you're like, okay, well, <laughs> That'll be tomorrow's lesson. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. So Jesse, did you have any apprehension about this homeschool thing with, you know, your kids not going to preschool? Has that been concerning to you or have you gotten concerned from other people in your lives? Well, I grew up in public school and grew up in a family of educators. So, um, so it's just different, you know, it's just a different, we live a different life than I grew up with and that we are, you that either of us were used to really growing up. Um, so, I mean, we knew from before we were married that we wanted to homeschool our, our kids because we believe in it. Um, <laughs> uh, 
could the Lord have granted us children at that point? He did. Um, but yeah, so not apprehension as much as just, okay, we need a guide. So we're thankful to have a guide through that. So thank you for being that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I like the way you put first things first when you're recording. Like you got the big decisions made early on, like, and we will be homeschooled. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. That's so great. Yeah. Well done. I so, think we knew, okay, big picture. We want to homeschool. We want to be the ones spending the majority of the time with our children. Yes. Especially when they're really young. Then once we had kids and then once we got past the napping every few hours stage then it was a question of okay now what do we do mm -hmm. he's awake <laughs> all like he's awake the majority of the day uh he's in he wants to do things he's into stuff i need to get things done you know how do we what do we do during the day now that he's 18 months or two years old so i think in that we felt some growing pains and yes especially I felt the need of, okay, I can do baby, but now what do I do? What do I do now? And so um, I really, that pushed me to, to work through, um, okay, what's the rhythm of our day? Um, and so I, I referenced, like, I would look at a Walder school or just be inspired by Walter from Montessori of like, okay, what are they kind of structuring the day around? And then that really helped me. I did an exercise of kind of putting the anchors in our day of what's yeah. important um, and got kind of the idea of having times of inhale and exhale. So having times that are calmer and then having times that are for expressing that energy. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's really good, Rachel. So do, do, why don't you give us a little window into a typical day? Can you do that? Not that any day is ever typical, but yeah. you know, what, what are some of those anchors in your day? Yeah, an anchor would be we wake up and we kind of get breakfast going because my kids wake up hungry. So yeah. uh, we get breakfast on the table and then that also gives me time to sit there and read the Bible and have my own time while they're getting started with the day. And so yeah. then once that's done, we get ready and get dressed and um, they're learning, our son's learning to make his bed and mm -hmm. they put their clothes away in the dirty clothes hamper. Mm -hmm. We try to brush our teeth every day. <laughs> <laughs> these, are, these are wins, these are good, yes. Um, and then, you know, certain days we'll wash laundry, certain days we'll wash the bedding. And so they kind of help me gather that stuff and get it downstairs. Great. And once we get back downstairs, we empty the dishwasher. So they each have a part of it that they do. Mm. And so uh, recently our son graduated from putting the silverware away. So he was very happy when that day came. <laughs> And now he gets to climb on the counters and put the mugs and the jars and oh great and and I love the way you said we do this and we do that so you're not working while they're watching a video somewhere in the rest of the house right but everyone's working at the same time yeah I yeah. love that 
And yeah. so Benji can actually almost start the laundry himself. I mean, so he just can't always reach the detergent. So, wow. <laughs> so at eight, four, this is a little boy who's almost ready to do the family laundry. Yeah. This is like music to our ears. Yeah. <laughs> this is beautiful because as you you know well, Dr. Moore taught us not to do anything for our children they can do for themselves. And so this issue of work being a huge part of the preschool journey because the thing about preschool kids is they love to work. It's when they get older, they're like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I'm doing my nails. But when they're little, they want to work and we're really robbing them of the joy of that. Yeah. So give me some more anchors. Now what happens? So then uh, we usually go for a walk, a morning walk. Excellent. I would, I started doing that when Benji was really little, just so we would get outside immediately. And that always gave me, I mean, when he was little, I'd push him. So that gave me a lot of kind of me time to exhale and just think, have quiet or listen to something or you know, just be outside together, but not have to be engaging. So yeah. uh, I think that's, it's an exhale for the child, but there also need to be exhale moments for the mom too, to just be together, but not necessarily have to be engaged. You know, mm -hmm. face. Um, so we usually go for a walk or at least just do something outside or mm -hmm. yard work or they play while I pull weeds or something. And then we'll have lunch and that's another, and then we have rest time and we always read at least three books before they rest. <laughs> and they'll usually coax me into more than three. But... <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, and then they rest um, for an hour and a half or two. And um, I was really kind of feeling discouraged because Benji wasn't resting very well for me. It was a fight every day. And then I heard you saying like, you know, you might just have to take your three or four year old and lay down with them yes. and snuggle them. And then, because he usually can fall asleep. It's not that he's not tired. It's just, he can't calm himself down, you know? Yeah. So, and so getting them into a vice grip, like spoons, and then just you going, oh, mommy's so tired. Oh, mommy's so tired. You're still my baby. And then rubbing their back and lots of skin time. And yeah. And then he'll fall asleep with you. And he especially loves it when daddy's home to do that. <laughs> I know. That's the best part of all. So Jesse, does that get to happen often? Because you're a realtor. So I know you're working very flexible. Who knows? In, out, back and forth. But does yeah. that happen? Yeah, and in today's world, you never know when the office is going to be shut down or not. So, um, yeah, I've been home a good bit lately. So it's been nice to snuggle Benji to sleep in the afternoon. <laughs> and then do you do some of the reading three, four, and five books before quiet time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So keep going, Rachel. Then rest is over. Yeah, when they wake and up. Do you fall asleep, by the way? I didn't ask you that. Do I do you, sleep? Do you yeah. fall asleep? Good. <laughs> I usually do sleep at least part of it. Um, yeah. Then uh, they want a snack when we get up. And so they have a snack and then they usually want to eat it outside and then they just play outside until oh. dinner's ready. And then daddy comes home yes. and, mm -hmm. you know, 
the day really begins. <laughs> now the fun begins when daddy walks in the door, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then we eat dinner and have a little, like, just time to spend together and then bath and reading and Jesse puts them to bed. We recently also like tweaked that so that it was more daddy's thing to get. Yeah, yeah tell me about that, Jesse, because Rachel told me that you made that change. Yeah, that. yeah it's, it, it's been very positive, very positive change in our home. I think, they, I think they look forward to it. I mean, they still cry for mommy, but I think they're always going to do that yeah. you know, <laughs> until they're 30. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think they look forward to it because I take them upstairs, they get a bath, um, then we usually both get them dressed, but then mommy tells them goodnight and leaves, and then I read three, get coerced into four, five books. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, we, we pray together and they, you know, we take turns praying and I sing them songs and kiss them. And, you know, it's just like a really sweet, tender time for us. And I enjoy it a lot, you know, because we weren't doing it for so, we weren't doing it that way for so long. I would leave and mommy would pray with them and, and to sleep and, you know, whatever. So it's been really good to take that on and have that time with them. So, yeah, that's so significant. Daddy ending out the day, laying hands on the children, blessing the children. If you've been waiting to get my new online course all about homeschool, now is the time. For the first time ever, I'm offering 20% off the course because I want you to have everything you need to homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Logan recently completed the course and said, I love the program. The books are engaging and draw my kids in. We feel peace and calm in the home and a sense of well-being to rest and love each other, love each school day, and just breathe. When you buy the course, you get instant access to over nine hours of content, including 34 videos covering the topics of literature, media, nature, history, a typical day, nutrition, and college prep. This is the toolkit you need to be equipped to give your children the very best education without breaking the bank. This offer expires on December 11th, so click the link in the show notes, then use discount code HOLIDAY at checkout and receive 20% off All About Homeschool. Now back to the show. And are you reading anything good? I know that you have a heart to catechize your children and really disciple them. Are there any things you want to share, maybe with some other dads? Um, well, we so we started at the table. We started reading. What is what's it's? It's the Bible storybook by David Helm that yeah. you recommend. The yeah. Story. The Big Picture Story Bible. Yeah. I adore that book. Okay, so yeah. that's published by Crossway. Love it. We had trouble for years trying to find a just trying to find a children's Bible that we adored, and now we have one. So it's it's a great resource to to have. Um, they love it. They look forward to it. They're like, "Daddy, you forgot to read," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm trying to eat too." So um, <laughs> we read that at the table. So that's been really good, just to kind of 
bird's eye view the Bible story, and it's a very appropriate for even Lucy, who's two, like she. I was wondering. So even Lucy's engaging with this. And it's not so detailed that you're having to remember dates and names and, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's a good overview of the Bible, so. It is. I love that book because it has a ribbon in it. So it's designed to be just read part of at a time. And I love that book. Um, when my little granddaughter was naughty as a little child, it, there's a CD that used to come with it. Now you have to go online and download it. But her mommy would say, Isley, I think you need some alone time. And so she'd put her in her little junior bed and then she'd put that CD on and Isley memorized the big picture story Bible. And it's yeah. a powerful book. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a great, like it has 26 parts and so we have we borrowed it from the library just okay. to see what it was like before we purchased it yes. and so we've already read through it once and so i also feel like it's a really great way to just for them to get the whole narrative of scripture in a short amount of time of a, within a month you can have read it day by day and so they start getting familiar if they recognize abraham's name they know jesus his name you know they know characters so then it starts to piece because it really is about vocabulary vocabulary at this point of you know especially with the two-year-old you can tell you know she'll hear jesus and she'll hear it in different contexts and then she'll she's putting things together and becoming familiar with the word itself and then it builds you know from there and so um, and the illustrations are really whimsical and fun, I think. Yeah. 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 I'm so glad. Any other books that have really grabbed your family? Bible things, especially? Yeah. Yeah, particularly. Mm -hmm. We have the Read Aloud Bible Stories by... I was going to ask you about that. Mm -hmm. And they really love those. Of Okay, so those are the Read Aloud Bible Stories by Ella Lindvall. And Kent Puckett was the illustrator for the first edition. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about the favorite. That's one of my favorite books in the whole world. So it's published by Moody Press. So what of those stories, it's multiple stories in the, each edition, what one have your children really connected with? They really love when, he, when Jesus walks on water or calms the storm. Calms the storm. Yeah. Um, and we've read, we've read Bartimaeus a lot. Mm -hmm. And we also, the last story is about the 10 lepers who were healed and one comes back to thank Jesus. And we've read that one a lot too. <laughs> I love that book. I've never met a child who didn't love it and didn't stop squirming if you read that book. Mm -hmm. It's just an irresistible book. And these are books that are great for, you know, grandparent presents and shower, you know, baby showers, instead of some little tutu from Nordstrom's, buy them a book that they're going to grow up with their whole lives and hopefully someday read to their own children. So the, these are investment books. Yeah, we had them when I was little. You did? Wow, look at you, you little young thing. That's great. So um, anything else, Jesse, in terms of as you're mentoring and discipling little people. People think, oh, they can't really understand this stuff. It's, it goes over their head. Has that been your experience? No, I think, I think they get it. I think they understand a lot more than we give them credit for. And I think, if, I think it's just been important from day one to talk 
to our children like speak to them like adults but you know in a normal language not baby talk <laughs> and not just try to dumb things down just explain something as it is and they grasp what they grasp you know until they grasp more That's right. but it's always important to our kids are very curious and so you know explaining a biblical truth or why the leaves turn orange you know it's kind of the same thing at this point mm -hmm. so yeah 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 i know it's 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 challenging because our children can be so far ahead of us and they ask such deep questions and we really have to have our tennis shoes on every morning to <laughs> run with them as they go because whoa they're they're amazing yeah. so rachel you and i talked a little bit about this idea of character development habit development anything that you and jesse want to share about that i think the whole idea of habit uh i <clears throat> i was reading i read some of charlotte mason's uh writing and so she kind of talks about you know the first six years being a window of time before i guess that's her preschool you know would be yes one through six you know and so she kind of has this ideal of what that would look like for the children or what they need to learn in that time and so that was really helpful for me and so her emphasis is on nature and then habits and so basically if your kids can spend a lot of time outside and you can help them develop positive habits then they're ready like what, what kind of habits like what do you mean by habits it's about habit of attention like helping them learn to focus and to get something done but even too like a habit of obedience of, that really helped me to be more empathetic with my children of okay some of this is just a bad habit of they've just gotten in the habit of digging in the pot over and over and over again you know they would go out on the front porch and just take all the dirt out of a pot that I was trying to grow rosemary <laughs> in and I couldn't keep it alive because they kept pulling the dirt out of it and I would spank them and I would punish them and I would do everything I knew to do and it didn't matter they would yeah. just go right back to it <laughs> so it just you know I eventually got rid of that but also it just helped me be more empathetic of this is just a habit that we've got to break they've got to stop doing it you know yeah. The, yeah. we're we're they have habits of disobedience naturally and so we just need to learn habits of obedience of when i when we speak to you we expect an answer yes. we expect you to do what we say or to look at us or just you know kind of all the ways that we interact together are really habits that are formed but we don't think about them like that mm. but that's what they are and so just kind of focusing on you know, Charlotte Mason basically recommends mothers to focus on one at a time and then just be really consistent, you know, even about the habit of cleaning up after themselves. Yes. You know, and so reinforce, you know, that's, it's really hard to let your kid do the work that they are capable of doing because I have to think about it. I have to help them develop that habit of putting the toys away or cleaning up the driveway before daddy gets home or making their bed or all these things they're capable of but 
it requires effort on my part to train them to do those things. Um, so, but I, if you pay your dues now, yeah. you will reap for the rest of their lives, right? Yes. Yeah. So pay now or pay later. Yeah. All right. As we close, Jesse, talk to me about socialization. Aren't your children horribly antisocial or inapt socially? You know, they're not with their other little two and three and four year olds. Um, how are they going to learn to be kind or respectful or hardworking? Yeah. Uh, so church is important. Uh, I think they, you know, they know everyone at church, but also is, you know, being connected outside of the home um, to the church. That's, that's big. But then I think they're outside a lot and we're fortunate to live in a neighborhood. So people walk by people stop and, you know, hi Benji and Lucy. They're like, <laughs> Mayor and like vice mayor of our town, basically, you know, so, um, you know, we just teach them to say hi, say hi once, don't say it 10 times, that's weird, you know, so, you know, say hi, ask what is your name, tell them your name, you know, just teaching them, I think preschool is just kind of like human 101, you know, like just learning to be a person. Yeah. <laughs> There's work to do. There's people to say hi to, you know, so yeah, I feel like they're socialized. We also have family nearby. So they, they socialize with cousins and aunts and uncles and yes. So of course my question was facetious because your children are the most social children right. in America, but people would be like, well, how do you socialize your children? Who socializes your children? And the answer is you do, mm -hmm. right? How do they know all these things, Jesse? It's because you, you and Rachel have taught them these things. And it's it's really common sense parenting. It's what people have done since the beginning of time. Yeah. But you're doing a great job and your kids are so secure, confident, happy. They're learning how to work, how to be respectful. They're learning manners. Um, you are their best teacher. But Dr. Moore used to say, you are your children's first and best teacher. Mm -hmm. And that's what you and Rachel are doing in your home. And we're all going to reap the benefit as they go forth into the world and bless people everywhere they go. So do you uh, have anything else you want to share either of you with these young families that are kind of sweaty palms? They're like, I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking about Jesse does a really good job of getting the kids, especially Benji, because he's very physical. And I think a lot of that is, him being a boy and then also the type of boy he is has caused many times where I'm like, I don't understand you and <laughs> I need you to just, I send him outside a lot because yeah. he really needs that. But Jesse does a really good job of just bringing him, they cut grass together, mm. bringing him into the projects that he's doing. And because Benji is so eager to work, and especially do the, you know, the men's work, you know. That's right. Yeah. yeah. A project that takes 30 minutes might take two, three hours. <laughs> I know, I know. They're trying to be helpful, but they're more work, more, more trouble than their help. But in the end, yeah, it will yield fruit, won't it? Worth it. Yeah. yeah. 
you're doing a beautiful job and it's so fun to watch you having known you since before you're even married and now seeing you as um, a happy family of five and uh it's it's a real it's, it's such a privilege to see the fruit of this philosophy that that you've really embraced and done your homework you've done your research you're the kind of people that take um, you take your Christian lives very seriously. And so your parenting, you also take very seriously in a, in a fun way. But um, you, you're not just going to be like, yeah, whatever. But that you really have put your heart and soul into raising your children and it shows. So thank you both so much. Jesse, you want to close this in prayer? God, thank you so much for um, this time. Thank you for um, just giving us the opportunity to talk about our most important job, uh, raising our kids. And we thank you for that opportunity. Thank you that you have um, blessed us with a family. Thank you for Carol. Thank you for my wife and my three kids. Um, just thank you for the privilege that it is to uh, come under you and um, lead lead a family. So I pray for every family that listens to this, that um, they will be um, blessed by you and that you will um, just be with them every step of the way. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Rachel and Jesse. And thank you listeners for joining me this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help too. Visit my website, caroljoyside.com to subscribe to our weekly email and receive exclusive discounts in my online store where seminars and interviews are available. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode where I help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings.